What's up, podcast? This is Match Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava. And it is Monday, so we are off to a new week, and it's been a pretty good set of the last few days for me, eBay wise. I've been making a good amount of sales. This morning, I had a pretty good sale with some different items that I've had sitting around, uh, some different like furniture stuff that I was able to source and then I got some stuff moved out yesterday. I sold like a puzzle that I found at a garage sale. I got it for 50 cents. I sold that for 30 bucks and free shipping. The shipping was super cheap because the puzzle wasn't that heavy and the person was really close. And I also sold a Ralph Lauren jacket that I've had sitting for a little bit. I think I bought it last year or maybe early this year, right after Christmas. And Marshalls was doing a lot of markdowns. They always do a yellow tag sale around right after Christmas time. What ends up happening is they buy so many items and I don't know if they're just so cheap to get around Christmas because stores are trying to clearance out and get so much stuff sold out. Like all these distributors that sell to Marshalls I'm wondering if they're just trying to meet their numbers for the year. And so they just kind of clear everything out really cheaply at the end of the year. And then Marshalls is trying to hit a lot of huge Q4 numbers. And so they're buying a lot. They're trying to sell a lot. And then anything they don't sell, they have to get rid of very quickly because once Christmas is over, most Christmas, it seems like a lot of like winter clothing and stuff is bought up already. People are prepared for winter. And so Marshalls kind of realizes that. And soon afterwards, like middle of January, late January into beginning of February, all their winter coats, all their stuff that they have in there goes on what's called a a clearance sale that's better known as the yellow tag sale. So when you see a yellow tag in Marshalls, that means that the item has been priced down to one of the lowest clearances it'll get. And it can go li- lower if nobody buys it, but The yellow clearance tag is like one of the final steps in Marshalls to getting priced down just to a super low number. And so it goes from the regular tag, which is just a regular white tag, and then it goes to a red tag, which is like their first markdown. And then when they really, really want to clearance it down, it goes to a yellow tag. And so they do that every year at the beginning of the year. And I got this during the yellow tag event. I think the jackets, the jacket retailed at like 225, 235 or something. And I think that I bought it for around $29.99, and since we're in PA, we don't have sales tax on clothing, which is really nice. So I got it for $30, and I listed it, and I've had, I think I bought three of them. I bought two at the end of the year in 2019, and then one at the beginning of 2020. I sold one for $70, and then I sold one for $100 on Poshmark. I think I sold one for about 70 or 80 on Poshmark, and then eBay, I just sold one last night for 100 bucks. So I cleared out all those, and those sorts of items, I think it's a little bit difficult sometimes because you have to judge whether or not you want to sit on this for a while, but to make 50 bucks on a jacket that I just kind of had sitting there, it was it was really a no-brainer. I mean, the person offered me 70 bucks, and I probably was, I was kind of regretting not taking that whenever I counter offered and I think I countered I had it at like 120 I countered at 110 and then for whatever reason they came up 30 bucks and said I'll give you 100 it's priced on their website at 90 which I don't care what it's priced at I know what I wanted to get for it but 100 was more than I was willing to the, you know that was way over what I was hoping for so I took it immediately and I got it they paid I got it shipped out today and I shipped out a few other items things that I'm not really able to share just because they are a couple bolos that people have shared with me that they asked me not to share with people. So those sorts of things are selling well for me. It's just, it's good. And that all goes back to consistent listing. I talk about it all the time. I get away from it sometimes because I'm busy. And I think that it, sometimes I let things get in the way. Like 
podcasting or doing other sorts of things in the business, but consistent listing time over time will get you consistent sales and getting lots of listings up. And it sounds crazy if you're starting out because you go, how many, how many things could I sell at one time, right? I mean, I'm just starting out. I have 10 items. I'm not going to go buy 10 more. I don't have any money to do so. And that kind of a thing is one of the struggles of being new at this. But once you start to make a little bit of money, and like I said before, I would take offers as quickly as possible when you're just starting out. That way you can build up capital, start buying more, and then get your store built up to more listings. The more listings you have, and it sounds counterintuitive, but the more listings you have in your store, the better chance you have of making sales. And a lot of the times we're buying these things at such a cheap cost that whenever you have 200 listings of stuff that you bought at a garage sale, you may have only spent 50 or 100 bucks on that stuff, and one item could cover that depending on if it's a vintage electronic or something, or maybe maybe you only buy stuffed animals. You can get a stuffed animal for anywhere from like a quarter to two bucks, and so you can sell those things sometimes for 10, 20, 30, 40 dollars, depending on how rare the stuffed animal is. One of those could cover 10 or 15 or 20 of them, you know, one sale. So that sort of a thing, that's what you want to do when you're starting out. Now, for me, I'm doing a good amount of selling and somebody messaged me on Instagram, one of the people from the group that I'm in, and they said, hey, how are you doing with this this one item? Have you been buying a lot of them and selling a lot of them, that kind of thing? And I, I talked to them a little bit and said, yeah, it's been working for me, that kind of, it, it's been good. And they said, well, should I wait on it and hold it or should I, what, should I try and sell it? I know the price is a little bit down now. There's been a lot of the item restocking and that kind of a thing. And I kind of was in the same predicament. It had been selling for probably three or four times the amount that it was retailing at. And then things restocked, stores restocked with it. And the price went down because as more people can get it, more people want to sell it faster. They undercut the next guy and pretty soon the price is down to only 2x instead of 3x and now your profits are down significantly. Now you take a $150 to $200 profit item and you're dropping it down to maybe $30, $40, $50 in profit. And so that's a lot of, of money lost, but you have to kind of think about this in, in terms of what you're actually making and what's going on. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, he probably should sell these because it's one of those things where you don't know how many times a store is going to restock. And I, I kind of said money in your hand is better than money in inventory. And that's true. I, a lot of times it's true. Now, if you're doing investments in the stock market or investments in something like shoes or something, which I tend to do occasionally if I find a pair of shoes that I think could rise in value, I would suggest that sort of a thing separate than this. If you're just having inventory and you're trying to get it to go up or you think that maybe everybody will sell out and you'll go up, you don't know what's going to happen, especially if you're doing retail and online arbitrage where you're buying stuff from a retail store and an online store. And I may have talked about this before, but really, especially now when things are a little bit slower for some people or some items, you don't know what's going on with the state of the world. You don't know if this item could gain more value because people could be stuck at home or you don't know if this item could gain more value because Q4 is right around the corner and you have a decent offer, but you really think that maybe this board game could go up in value that's limited edition or something like that. You know, those sorts of things, I would get those things sold fast. And, and the reason for that is you don't know what opportunities are around the corner. And I think you put yourself in a position to miss opportunities when you're holding inventory. And that's something that is hard for me to wrap, to wrap my mind around sometimes because I see what an item was selling at and I know that if everybody sells out then I can get a premium price and that kind of a thing. But 
that doesn't happen very often. A lot of times you're just kind of stuck with the item and then you're selling it at cost. And, and those, those sorts of things, you don't want to find yourself in that position because you want to be able to make the most amount of money that you can whenever it comes time to, to um, make the sale. And you want to be able to have more money to be able to buy inventory whenever you see a huge opportunity come up. And so for me, I kind of realized this after I was talking to him. And so I relisted the item because one, my item listing had gone stale. I don't know what happened. I I was playing with a little bit of the pricing on it and stuff, trying to get the maximum amount of money for it as I could. And while I was playing with the pricing, the item dropped in price and then people stopped viewing my item. And lo and behold, I wasn't getting any views on the item at all. And so I relisted it at a much lower price. I started getting some sales. I bumped the price up a couple times and things slowed down a little bit. Honestly, they slowed down a little with it, but not too much. I ended up getting a sale with it overnight, but regardless, I made some good sales with it and I'm trying to get as much money built up as I can right now because there are some very uncertain things that are that are going on. A lot of people don't really know what the state of just life is at this point. I mean, Anything could happen, it seems like. It's been a crazy, crazy year. And for me, rolling into Q4 with a lot of inventory is not the move that I wanna have. I wanna roll into Q4 with as little inventory as possible, ready to pounce on the first deal that I see. Because what happens is, is you have so much inventory, and this is just this is just something that I've noticed, right? I could have a lot of money, and a lot of money ready to, to spend. But if I have a lot of money ready to spend, but I have a lot of inventory, I'm a lot more hesitant to spend money on things because I'm going, well, I have this sitting here and I have this sitting and this hasn't sold yet. And and it holds me back from making a bigger purchase. Now you may not have that problem, but I do. And so recognizing that I kind of realized that I need to be sold out of a lot of items before I start investing a lot of money into a ton more items. And coupled with that is the fact that I don't have a lot of space. I mean, stuff takes up a good amount of space in my garage at this point. <laughs> um, come winter time, I'm imagining my mom's gonna wanna start parking in there again. And so I'm gonna need to figure out what I'm doing with all of that. And, and so trying to keep space to a minimum is something that's just important to me right now because of my situation. But at the same time, if you are limited by maybe one of these things where you see that your capital is dipping really low, you know, for me, when my capital starts to dip pretty low, I'm a lot more hesitant to make a buy. I don't know why a lot of the buys that I make are very, very low risk because a lot of them offer free returns. But regardless, I'm a lot more hesitant to buy. And so when I find myself in that sort of a situation, it, it kind of prohibits me from making a big purchase. And so for me, I try and keep my capital at a level where I know I feel comfortable. I know that I can still make a huge purchase if something comes along and I'm comfortable with it dipping down uh, near zero if I need it to. But I wanna be able to have money saved up so that if a big deal comes around, I can really pounce on it. And I don't wanna just spend it frivolously on any deal that comes along because eventually you're not going to have money for the huge deal that comes. And I watched that happen at the beginning of this year when the different items that were really springing up in value started to go up and I didn't have enough capital to really invest in it. I held myself back and I missed out on probably what would have been thousands of dollars of, of very, very good profit that I could have made. And so looking at that, I'm trying to keep myself in a position to really, really capitalize on what happens this year in Q4. I'm not sure what's gonna happen. I do know this, if, if the economy crashes really badly and nobody has a job, nobody has any money, that kind of a thing, people definitely aren't gonna want your inventory, especially if you're selling goods that are not, that aren't 
very essential. Like if you're selling, and I'm not, I don't mean like coronavirus essential. I mean like if you're not selling like toothpaste or something that's like something that you that, that people use regularly. If you're selling like puzzles or or like a I don't know some sort of painting or something that something that's not essential to life, then that kind of stuff really starts to lose value very quickly because people are starting to hold their money and now you can't get the money that was once out there back. You cannot get that for the item anymore because so many people are trying not to spend their money. And so for me, looking at that, I'm trying to get as much inventory out of my house as possible. I just, I want it gone. I want the money back. I want, I don't want to, I mean, I'm not trying to like break even on it. I'm, I'm going to make money on it, but I'm willing to take a little bit lower of an amount right now so that I can get everything out and be positioned come Q4 to make those big purchases and really strike whenever the opportunity comes up. So that is something that is pretty important to me right now. That's kind of what my focus has been. And and looking at just the weekend, I kind of entered in a bunch of sales, saw my profits for the year jump because I literally didn't put anything in for a week and a half as to just what I had sold. But I made sure and counted for all my shipping costs because I didn't want to forget about them because FedEx will only show you the shipping cost once when you buy on eBay until the end of the month when they show you the actual shipping cost. So I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to enter these shipping costs. My profit went down significantly, but my profit was not going up from any of the sales because I didn't enter them in. And so it kind of jumped up and I felt like, okay, I need to keep doing this. I need to keep making these sales. I need to keep making things happen with my store. Things are selling that aren't normally selling for me because I have so many sales coming in and I'm getting a lot of inventory out of my house, positioning myself to really make a good Q4 for this. So that's really what I want you to to look at. I mean, if you're new, you don't have to worry about it too much. Just try and get sales. That's what you want to do. You want to get some sales. You want to get some money built up. Like I said, accept a lot of offers as a new person. Don't accept terrible offers, but I mean, if somebody offers you 20 bucks and you're trying to get 40 for it, but you don't have any money, 20 bucks isn't bad. 20 bucks is more than zero. So I would definitely do that and then keep rolling that money. And later on down the road, you may get 40, but if it's two months down the road, you have a two month head start with $20 that you wouldn't have had before. And so I'm talking to the people that are really doing this um, at a large scale right now and that kind of a thing, you wanna be prepared for Q4 because you do not know what opportunities could arise. You do not know what kinds of money you could be making. I mean, I was making a lot of money in Q4 for myself last year, not really knowing what I was doing, just running to Marshalls and Ross and buying whatever was on their shelves and racks. What on earth is, okay, some guy in an RV just pulled out like last second. That's, <laughs> sorry. Um. Anyway, basically, you need to. I was buying and selling things that I didn't even know what I was doing. Like, I was just buying random jackets and random things that I hoped would. I was basically comparing the retail price to whatever the price in the store was. And if it looked like it was a lot higher, I'd just buy it and try and sell it. And that kind of a thing I'm not going to do anymore because it wasn't overly profitable and I had a lot of returns I had to do at the end of the year. But. I was able to make money not really knowing what I was doing. And and so that kind of a thing, Q4 is a crazy time. And if you have a good amount of capital built up, I really think that it is in your best interest and in my best interest to get as much of that ready to go for Q4 as you can. Because there are items that jump in value. There are all sorts of different things that you can really do well with in Q4 that maybe not any other time of the year will do well. And those sorts of items are the ones that we want to be on the lookout for and be ready to to strike whenever the opportunity presents itself.
So with that being said, I'm going to go, but hopefully that provides you guys a little bit of insight as to what my plans are for the rest of the year and why I'm really focusing on trying to push sales right now so that I can be positioned for the rest of the year to put myself in a good way to succeed. So that being said, I will go, but you guys have a good one and I'll get with you tomorrow with another podcast. Peace.